Psalm 72. We'll be reading the first nine verses of Psalm 72, the word of the Lord. A a Psalm of Solomon. Give the king your judgments, O God, and your righteousness to the king's son. He will judge your people with righteousness and your poor with justice. The mountains will bring peace to the people and the little hills by righteousness. He will bring justice to the poor of the people. He will save the children of the needy and will break in pieces the oppressor. They shall fear you as long as the sun and moon endure throughout all generations. He shall come down like rain upon the grass before mowing like showers that water the earth. In his days the righteous shall flourish and abundance of peace until the moon is no more. Let's pray. Father, we are thankful that you have revealed your son and his mission in the scripture of the Old and New Testament. We are thankful that you have revealed him in the flesh to bear the penalty for our sins that we might be reconciled to you. Help us to see him more clearly, more deeply today. We pray that your people assembled here this morning will delight in this covenant meal and that we would delight you in our partaking of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we're taking another look at how Christ is presented in various forms in the Old Testament, uh, pointing us to his mission and the person of him. So Psalm 72 is a messianic psalm. It speaks of what the Messiah will accomplish. Now the king's son mentioned here is Solomon, but it's pointing to Christ. And we know that by the by the scope of this psalm down here in verse 11, we didn't we didn't read this verse, but it's a familiar one to us. Yes, all kings shall bow down before him, all nations shall serve him. So this is pointing to Christ, and and it parallels the language that we see in the Great Commission. Also, Romans 1 talks about Jesus as the seed of David. This is what it says in Romans 1, verses 3 through 5. Concerning his son, Jesus our Lord, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection. From the dead. So this is messianic. This is about Christ. Well, our focus this morning, I want to zoom in on verses 6 and 7. We're speaking of Christ as rain today. He's depicted here in the form of rain, and that's R-A-I-N. So let's look at verse 6. He shall come down like rain. Rain comes from above. Often we can see the rain clouds, and we see the direction of the rain, but we, we usually don't see the connection all the way back up to the clouds. Sometimes you can if you're, if you're far off, um, when you see like this, the, the, the pillar of rain coming down, but it's coming from above. When we lived in Louisiana, sometimes it would rain without clouds. It was so humid that the condensation would just secure, uh, you know, um, come together. And it would be like this tropical mist. Ooh-wee. That's humidity. We think we have humidity. They've got humidity. But the sky is something apart from us. He shall come down like rain. And of course, he did 
come down. He came down. Philippians chapter 2, verse 7 says, speaking of Christ, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. So this, the psalm is talking about Jesus coming down, the incarnation, but the scope is more than that. The, the psalm evokes the doctrine of his humiliation and his exaltation because he's no longer in the grave. He's been raised. He's ascended to the kingly role that's described in our psalm. So, in other words, this reign from Christ is a present activity of the now exalted king. And just as reign continues to come, Jesus' grace keeps coming down. Let's look at verse 6 again. He shall come down like rain upon the mown grass as showers that water the earth. Many of you remember Pastor Swab's sermon about rain, about the, the amazing amount of water that comes down out of the sky. I don't recall the numbers he gave, so I looked them up myself. And this comes from the USGS website, so the uh, U.S. Geological Survey. If, uh, if one night you go to sleep and it rains... Um, and let's say you have a half-acre yard, pretty medium-sized yard, and it rains one inch. Well, when you wake up in the morning, you have just received 13,577 gallons of water on your yard. Um, they, they also talked about uh, how much a city gets, how much rain a city gets, and they, they used the numbers for uh, uh, Atlanta, Georgia. And let's just say that the Omaha Council Bluffs Greater Metro is roughly half the size of Atlanta. In that case, whenever we get an inch of rain here in Omaha, then we have received 1.14 billion gallons of water. All of it free of charge. All of it amazingly distributed. It reaches the corners that sprinklers don't, right? And none of this is our doing. That's all God. Now, what is the purpose of rain? We know that it is, it is to sustain life. It is to supply what, what is not present. It falls upon the grass, as we read here. So we should think about this in terms of God's grace and providing what we don't have. Let's remember also from Matthew chapter 5, when it speaks about rain, it says this, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for he sends his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. So God, in some sense, is shedding his grace on the world, on the just and unjust. And I know that the phrase common grace is not always accurate because the Bible doesn't use that particular term. And we can, depending upon what we're saying, we can... Uh, be inaccurate about what that says. But there is a benefit of God's grace to the whole world in some way. And that's the message that we see in verse, verse 5. But let's also remember in that verse that there's a delineation. There is evil and good. There is just and unjust. So even though the rain falls 
evenly, the effect is not even. And that's what we see in verse 7. Look at verse 7. In his days the righteous shall flourish and abundance of peace until the moon is no more. In his days the righteous shall flourish. So it's the righteous that get the true benefit of Christ coming down like rain. It is his people that find life in, the, in his water. And the pouring out of his spirit that happened at Pentecost and is still happening to us today. Now, when we think about this, we think about the fact that, that God's grace is coming down in rain. We have just, unjust, good, evil, and the righteous flourish. We may think that there is a conflict here because later on, like we mentioned in verse 11, it says all nations are going to be blessed. So which is it? Is it part or is it all? Well, there's really no conflict between that when we realize that the growth of his kingdom shall have no end. They're simply stated there's going to be more and more righteous in the earth. Those are the ones that will flourish. We can also think of this in terms of grass and weeds. There's going to be more grass and less weeds. I was talking to one of the nursery people uh, here in Omaha, I don't know if it was Earl May or Mulhalls, uh, but they told me that the best way to prevent weeds is to have healthy grass. Um, and that's because with there's healthy grass, there's, not, there's no room for the weeds to, to take the seeds. And the areas that have rain often have more healthy grass. I saw this uh, last summer when I went down to my hometown of Amarillo, Texas, High desert doesn't receive much uh, rain, and it it struck me, the number of weeds that I I saw everywhere. And I was thinking about also my my trips to England. England doesn't have many weeds. Um, They get a lot of rain, and even even, uh, naturally, there's there's not, not many weeds. Well, praise God, we get a good amount of of rain in this part of the country, but praise God even more that we, as God's people, have received an immeasurable amount of God's grace to us. And it comes from a place outside of us. We don't pump rain up to the sky, and we don't pull a lever to bring it down. And God gives his grace freely, just as Pastor Kaiser said earlier today. But the world benefits from God's grace. If we get over 13,000 gallons a night... On our, on our yard, imagine how much the whole world gets. One commentator writing about our verse said this, The weather forecast predicted for the New Testament is rain, and lots of it. Sounds good, doesn't it? So we should be praying for rain. We should be looking for ways to get wet in God's grace. And this meal that we're about to partake of, this is one of the ways uh, to get wet by God's reign and His grace. This is what the Shorter Catechism says. We're familiar with this. The outward and ordinary means whereby Christ communicates to us the benefits of redemption are His ordinances, especially the Word, sacraments, and prayer, all are which made effectual to the elect for salvation. That's the righteous, right? And when it says salvation... We, we should not just think of justification. When the catechisms say in salvation, we also need to include our sanctification as well. So if you're saved here today, you are also being 
being saved, right? We all are. And so the ordinances are one, one way in which Christ reigns his grace upon us. Now, remember those days when you were young, and it was a hot summer, and you were playing in the rain. And remember the feel of that, you know, hot day in the cool rain. Which of, which of us have, have not stuck our tongue out to taste it a little bit? Let's delight in the rain. Let's delight in this meal. Well, verse 7, and we'll end with this. In his days, the righteous shall flourish and abundance of peace. So there's abundance of peace that comes through Christ our reign. And that means peace with each other. That means, to some extent, peace with ourselves um, in in the aspect of a good conscience, of assurance of salvation. And also peace with God. Now, one way that we can begin to pursue peace is to realize when we don't have it. And so if you have conflict with each other, if there's any conflict, if there is um, a lack of confidence that you are in the covenant, um, if there's conflict in a community or in a, or in a nation, re- remember that all nations shall, shall serve him. The answer is God's, God's grace. So then this cup today is talking about the rain that comes from heaven, and it is refreshing us. So I pray that we will engage it as God's grace from Christ, our reign. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for using your creation to demonstrate truths in your word. We know what rain is. The whole world knows what rain is, but we know your saving grace. We, we ask that you strengthen our souls by the truth that the righteous shall flourish. We thank you for pouring out your spirit to us at salvation. And here today in the assembly, oh, Father, may your reign do its work in our lives, in our cities, our county, states, and in the world. In Jesus' name, amen.